Amen. Thanks, friend. Thank you. Yeah, just a few more minutes then, uh, and we'll have a chance to pray together, maybe pray in families in, in a little while. Just in this act of turning aside, that is what we're doing today, turning aside from the day to day, choosing to get in a car or on your bike or walk or whatever you did to get here, uh, and to think together through just a little bit more what it means to hear God's voice. More question than answer this morning, that's often the way, but that's not... Uh, to say we always need answers. The pondering about questions is part of how we wrestle with things and, and, and grow. So in this turning aside, what voice, I want to ask, do we pay most attention to? What are the voices that we pay the most attention to? I wonder if you can answer that in your head. What do I listen to the most on a day-to-day -day basis? What do I listen to the most? And back to my sheep in Wales. Can you picture those sheep in Wales on the hillside there? By the, way, they all, by the way, they all had their, um, their markings. I thought that was uh, a lovely, that's a whole other talk right there about uh, these sheep are marked, the owner knows who they are. But there's these sheep kind of scattered over the hillside and this incredible verse that Jesus gives us, my sheep, my sheep, hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. There's a whole load of things packed right there. We haven't got time for all of it today. Let me tell you a quick story. And forgive me if you heard this a few Sundays ago in the evening. Uh, but it's around this theme of the voices that we listen to. You may, have, you may know this story. And I would love to believe this story is true. I've no idea if it is. I suspect it isn't. But let's pretend that it is, okay? So there's a certain establishment. It happens to be in the shape of a donut, let's say, for the sake of argument. Uh, and they're recruiting for uh, some more people. They need some more people to work for them. And so they invite all the applicants to come and work for the government intelligence service uh, to a room and they all gather in this place. It's off a, a fairly noisy street and uh, they gather in the waiting room there, ready to be called uh, for interview. And uh, the radio's on and the, the receptionist is there making a bit of a, you know, talking and there's the noises off and there's the noise of the street outside and that kind of thing. And they're waiting and they're waiting and there's a particular moment where one of them gets up and, and walks off through a door and disappears and people kind of don't pay much attention. They imagine he must have gone to the loo or something like that, this candidate for the, for the job, um, and eventually comes back in. And then after quite a long while, one of the uh, officials comes into that room and says... Thank you very much for coming, everybody. Uh, really glad that you applied for this job. The, the post has now been filled. Uh, the job has been taken, and you're all now free to go. And they're slightly mystified. And it turns out that with all those noises, those different sounds that are going on in that waiting room, one man is, is attentive enough to hear that above all of that noise, there's a tap, tap, tapping. And I'm going to say that that's Morse code or something. And the tap, tap, tapping, he understands. And, and the message says, if you hear this message and you understand it, make your way through that door, go down the corridor, and that's where the interview will take place. And only one person heard that message and responded to it and went down the corridor and got the job. Do you love that story? <laughs> I like that story. I'd like to think that that's a true story. Even if it isn't, it's my story. All right? And I suspect it's probably your story to some extent. In a world and, and, and days of much busyness, of lots of noise, of many, many voices and messages that we can, we can hear, the question is, which are we paying most attention to? What are we listening to the most? Because we're all listening to something. And what we listen to is then what forms... Oh. <laughs> is then what forms us. And we trip over it if they're really silent. Oh, my gorgeous one, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Lou. I should say, if, you're, if, you're, if your little ones are in any way agitated or get stepped on by adults, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a safe, there's a safer room next door where you won't get trodden on. 
just a few more moments though. Here, back to our verse. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I don't know if you would describe yourself as a follower of Jesus, but if you do, would you agree with me that that phrase, follower of Jesus, only carries any weight or has any real meaning if that is actually what we are doing, rather than it just being a label, following Jesus. And what does that mean, think sheep? It means he's in front of us, and it means we're moving somewhere because he's leading us, unless he's telling us to, to stay still and he's staying still. To, be, to, be, to follow is to know that there's somebody in front and, he's, and we're going somewhere. That's what following Jesus is, because it's his voice that we're responding to. And this might sound really obvious, but it's a challenge, isn't it? And we need to keep coming back to it time and time and time again. That's why we're coming back to it this morning. I was challenged on my hillside in Wales. I'm challenging us this morning. Is that the voice which is above every other voice? that we're paying the most attention to, not just in our little turning aside this morning, but on our day-to-day basis, if we're a follower of Jesus. Sounds as if it's easy, doesn't it? I'm not pretending that's easy. That's a massive challenge. Probably in a world where there's never been more voices, more messages to listen to, every conceivable distraction looking to grab our attention. And there's a lifetime of learning to hear better. But unless I set that as my priority, can I call myself a follower of Jesus? Would I not be a follower of those other voices that I'm listening to, my own or the world's or the TV or, or whatever, the adverts, to hear the voice of God, paying attention to him. Why? It's almost too big and too obvious to say this. Why? Because he's God. Because he's God. Why would I not listen, want to listen to that voice more than any other? Because he's God and he's good. Part of our wrestle is to believe that he's good, but if he's God and he's good, it means he speaks. And what does he speak from? A father's heart of compassion and of love. He cares for us so much. He's the shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep because he cares for us and loves us so much for you, for me. And he's called us then into that that relationship with him. I know you. I invite you to know me. So we pay attention. Why? Because there's blessing in that voice. However that voice comes to us. It's always going to say good things to us. It's always going to communicate something good, even if it's a warning and it's uncomfortable, even if it's a challenge and that's uncomfortable. It's still good because he's God and he's good. So his voice is always good. So why would I not want to listen always to the voice of God that is good and to pay attention to that one above every voice? It may come as a, a reassurance. The voice may come as an encouragement or an instruction or a reminder or a promise that we may have forgotten, or a word that just says, I'm here, and I'm for you, and I enjoy you, and I love you. Let's hang out together. Or it comes to to speak into a place of particular need, or a place of pain, or a place of difficulty, or a place of fear or sadness. And there'll be many in the room who are carrying those kinds of needs this morning. Peter, do you remember him? At one point, uh, where there's particular pressure and disappointment, Jesus says, are you going to leave as well? And, Jesus, and, and Peter says, no. Even though life is difficult in this moment, why would I leave Jesus? Because you have the words of, how does that verse go on? Eternal life. In your words, there's life. Jesus says it himself at a particular moment, confronting the, the, the opposition of the enemy he says men and women will not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from God's mouth think about that you live 
by listening to God's word. Without listening to God's word, you don't live. Challenging this morning, I know. We can't be alive even. We can't know what it is to be fully human beings unless we connect with the voice of our creator whose word brings life, gives life in different ways. Give Isaiah 55, give ear, come to me, listen, says God, that you may live. Nothing short of living, not just a kind of optional extra. If you want a slightly, life to go slightly better for you, you want an answer to your problems, you want some comfort, you want this need met, then come to me on those occasions. Kind of 999 call, get me out of trouble kind of stuff. No, without the voice of the Lord on a regular basis, we don't live. Let that sink in this morning. Jesus' words, more than their mind. It's true for Jesus too, depended on the voice of the Father. Just as like oxygen, like water, like food, there's various things that are essential for life. God's word is essential for life. So how are we connecting with it? We don't have time even to answer that question. I haven't really got to the question I asked you earlier. How, how do you know that God is speaking to you? If, God, if that's the voice of God is our reaction, what is it our reaction to? And I don't know what little conversations you, you had, and we don't actually have too much time to explore that now because I'm going to close in a moment. But I, it is my conviction that unless we understand and are re, refreshed and reinvigorated in the idea that this matters so much, without this, we don't live, then no amount of clever how we hear God will matter. Unless we're convinced about why it matters, how doesn't is secondary. It's always my conviction that God needs to encourage us in this way. And if we're convinced, then we'll find out some hows, right? We'll find some ways of listening to God's voice. That, that's maybe trickier than it sounds, and there's different ways, but that's what we're, we're for as family, right? There's a whole bunch of resources on the, uh, the bookstall there. There's a, any number of ways that we help each other to understand how to hear the voice of God. But unless I'm willing, unless I'm wanting, unless I'm hungry, unless I'm devoting time to that, it's not going to happen. On that scale, I say it so often here, on that scale from disobedient and unwilling through to completely desperate to connect with God and hear him. Where are you at the moment? Where, where are you on that scale? Sort of fairly willing, only just obedient going through duty, quite willing, quite hungry, or, or pretty desperate? I can't answer that. Only you can answer that between you and God. My, my daily prayer for myself and for all of us is that we, God would move us up that scale because the more hungry, the more desire, the more desperate I am to connect with him, the more I'll overcome the obstacles, the stuff which gets in the way, the stuff which distracts. The more you want something, the more you go after it. And friends, we need to grow in our hunger for the word of God because it gives life. We can't live without connection with him without his presence and in that presence the language of relationship is communication is listening and hearing just going to say one thing around the how do you hear God's voice I'm pretty sure that whatever else you said in your group somebody said the bible somebody said yeah I hear the voice of God through the bible that's primarily where I hear God speak to me Amen to that. There may be other ways, but in, in one sense, the Bible is central to all of them. And we've got time here. I just want to state that very obvious thing again. The Bible is simply the main way by far that we hear the voice of God. And we cannot live without it just as Jesus couldn't. So unless we're hearing the voice of God through the scriptures on a regular basis, guess what? We won't... 
have a relationship with him, let alone grow in a relationship with him, let alone follow him like those sheep follow a shepherd. I'm going to read one quote, then we're going to pray. Here's Smith Wigglesworth. He's not for the faint-hearted, but I like that. Remember that you can only be built up on the word of God. If you build yourself up on your imagination or your own thoughts or somebody else's opinions, you go wrong. I told you it's black and white. The Bible is the word of God, supernatural in origin, eternal in duration, inexpressible in valor, infinite in scope, regenerative in power, infallible in authority, universal in interest, personal in application, inspired in totality. So read it through, write it down, pray it in, work it out and pass it on. Truly, it's the word of God. It brings into men and women the personality of God. It changes men and women until they become the epistle of God. It transforms the mind. It changes the character. It takes them on from grace to grace and gives them an inheritance in the spirit. God, through his word, comes in, dwells in, walks in, talks through, and stirs up. So I'm asking this morning, what are we listening to? What are we paying attention to most on a daily basis? And if we say we're followers of Jesus, let it be his voice. Let a hunger by the grace of God stir for more of the voice of God that is always good and that always brings life and always builds us. Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand together. Thanks, Josh. Nearly done. Parking meter's okay. But just a chance for us to respond a little bit together to anything we feel God is stirring in us, anything in this turning aside that you've sensed, God, a line from a song that we've sung, something of where we've been in our thinking. Maybe you're somebody who's dominated at the moment by a presenting need in your life and it's hard to get past that need that's okay God knows all about it he's loving he's a father he fathers us perfectly so what we're doing in this moment for those who are new to us we just allow some time and space Josh will just play quietly behind me we're just saying to God okay God what, what am I leaving with here what are you doing in me how, do, how am I responding to this spirit of God what are you stirring what are you saying what do I do with with that so let's be quiet, I'll pray. So we're praying earlier, as one or two of us had a sense of different things that the Lord is saying. I'm going to speak those out, but it won't be confined to that. He, he, he's very clever. He can connect with each of us perfectly. So Father, we are so, so grateful that you are a good shepherd. That image doesn't do anything like justice to all that you are, but it does speak elegantly of something that you are as the the leader and the carer and the protector and the guide and the guardian of precious creatures whom you call your own so we rejoice that we're sheep this morning we say thank you god for calling us to yourself thank you for putting your mark of ownership on us thank you for drawing us into relationship and thank you lord for the incredible blessing the incredible blessing 
that we have of being in relationship with you and relationship with a God who speaks and who can be known, whose voice can be heard. You don't hide it from us. You hide it for us, for us to, to lean in, to, to give ear, to pay attention. And God, would you strengthen us in paying attention to your word, in paying attention to your voice. Renew us in that, we pray, today, even now. Renew our hunger for that. But we wait on you, Lord, and we say, speak to us. Confirm what you've already spoken. Speak. We say, come again, Holy Spirit. Come again, Holy Spirit. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Father. Show us. Thank you, Lord. Stay connected with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I have a very strong sense that there's some here, and if you were asked the question, what did the Lord last say to you? What is the Lord saying to you? What's he said to you recently? You wouldn't have an answer to that. You'd not be sure. And you're uncomfortable with that, and it's not about a condemnation thing. It's about a, I'd love to know. I'd love to connect with the voice of the Lord like that. I'd love to be able to say what he's spoken to me. If that's you, in a moment or two, I'm going to invite some folks forward or anybody who wants to come forward to receive prayer. But if that's you, you don't really have an answer to that question. I don't know what God's saying. It's, all been, it's been a while. If you're somebody who's lost an affection for the word of God, you're, you're not familiar with your Bible at the moment. You're not familiar with hearing the voice of God through your Bible at the moment. We'd love just to pray for you. We'd love to pray for those who want to be more hungry to devote themselves to pursuing the word of God, the word in the presence of God. If any of those are for you in a moment, just come. Because we're all together, I'd love for, to offer the opportunity too for us to be prayed for in, in, in families. It may be that you are with little ones here. Why don't you come for a blessing as a family? Let someone pray over you, maybe speak encouragement to you from the Lord. So there may be one or two, two other things I'll say in a moment, but if any of those things apply to you, why don't you come forward? If you're family together, you'd love to receive a kind of blessing as a family. We're a family church here. Why don't you come? Or even part of the family, just make your way forward. Just come to the front. If you're somebody wanting to connect with the voice of God more clearly, why don't you come? You want to grow in hunger. Just come. Just make your way forward. Be brave. Maybe unusual for you. It's okay. It's a safe place. Nobody's going to ask you to say anything weird or wacky. Say anything that you don't want to. 